Amen. Hey, has uh, has anyone ever heard of the Red Sea? Now, if you're been to church all your life, type thing, you've heard of the Red Sea, and maybe if you haven't been to church your whole life. You haven't heard of the Red Sea. And let me kind of just tell you about the Red Sea. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had 12 boys, youngest of which was Joseph. And Joseph was the apple of his eye. He was the one that wore the coat of many colors. He also had dreams about his father and brothers bowing down to him. And they didn't like it. So they, the brothers, sold Joseph into slavery. And Joseph left where he was in Canaan with the Ishmaelites and was taken to Egypt, where he worked through the ranks and became second in charge of Egypt. Many, many, many years later, there was a famine in the land, and it brought the rest of the family to Egypt. And what happened is Joseph and his family lived in Egypt until the Pharaoh that was there that admired and promoted Joseph, he died. And this new Pharaoh came in, didn't really know Joseph and his family, and the people of God just began to multiply. And they began to multiply. And they began to multiply. I want you to know, then even in captivity, God multiplies. Even under oppression, God multiplies. And so there was this young man that was born in Egypt. He was an Israelite. His name was Moses. He was stuck in a basket, floated down the river, brought up, and he was raised in Egypt. Moses also came up through the leadership ranks, but at the age of 40, he killed an Egyptian And he fled. He went away for 40 years and he finally came back to set the people free. And and what he did is he went to Pharaoh and asked the Pharaoh that was not favorably disposed. He said, let our people go. We need to go back and we need to worship God. And Pharaoh didn't do it. And so Moses, through the power of God, they had plagues in Egypt. Water to blood, frogs, lice, flies, livestock pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, darkness. And it came down to the last plague of the death of the firstborn. It was where the Passover began. And what... The people of Israel did as they brought in their house a lamb. And they stayed with that lamb for days. It was a perfect spotless lamb. The lamb was sacrificed on the night of Passover that Moses talked about. The blood was spread on the doorpost and the lintel, and they ate the lamb. 
And the next morning, scriptures say that they walked out of Egypt. And the people of Egypt were predisposed to give them gold and silver and clothing. Clothing, by the way, that the Bible later on says didn't wear out. Before I get to the main point, I want to just, I can't let this slide by. The things that have you bound up and captive, the things that have you trapped, you can get stuff out of them that's good. You can bring stuff with you that God ordained. He said that God predisposed them to be generous. And as the people were leaving, Pharaoh changed his mind. He decided he was going to chase after them. I want you to know when you start leaving things that aren't good for you, when you start leaving things that have held you down and bound you up, when you start getting away from and escaping the things that have had you bound up, they just may come after you. They may not be done with you. They may want a little more of you. So Pharaoh chased these people of Israel, about 600,000 people, men, not counting women and children, livestock. And they chased them from Egypt to the Red Sea. And here's how it went down. And I, I want you to be thinking, as I'm talking today, I want to draw a straight line from the Red Sea that the people of Israel had to get across. And they had to use to escape to our Red Sea. Have you ever heard of the Red Sea? You may have one right in front of you. You may have one that's holding you up from going somewhere. You may be escaping somewhere. But right in front of you is a wall of water. And right behind you is the enemy. What are you going to do? Here's what the scriptures bear out. Exodus 14, 5. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We've let the Israelites go and we've lost their services. You see, there's something about slavery. You could be a slave master to things that you hold, or you can be slaves to the things that hold us. God doesn't want slavery in the way that we know it. I mean, you may say Paul talked about slavery in the Bible, be a slave to Christ, but that was a willing servant, not someone that was adventured. And the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, he took it literally. And here's what... Here's what happened in Exodus 14, 7 through 9. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all of the other chariots of Egypt with officers all over him. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen, troops, they pursued the Israelites and they overtook them as they camped by the sea, Pi-Hahirath, 
and opposite Baal Zephon. Have you ever been in the desert fleeing from Pharaoh? Well, it may not have been the desert. And it may not have been the Pharaoh pursuing you. But maybe, just maybe, in your lifetime, your lifestyle, your habits, your faults, they were always there chasing you. And maybe a time or two, your bad judgment, your decision-making, your lack of faithfulness, maybe those things at one time or another, maybe more than once, I know in my life I've run some, from some, from, I have run from some things that every now and then would sneak up on me before I'd ever know it. And a time or two, they've overtaken me. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up. And there were the Egyptians marching after them. Can you imagine an army coming? And you've got water ahead of you. And you've got chariots. You know, when you study these chariots that they had, the chariots were for folks with bows and arrows. And long swords. And out of the wheel of the chariots were long spikes. You can see them on some 18 wheelers now. (laughs) You don't want to get too close to them. They'll tear you up. He took 600 of the best chariots. And as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, they looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. You've been in a crowd before. You know what it sounds like. If you've been around the races or if you've been around any kind of concert or big event, you know what the crowd sounds like. The cheering, the yelling, the footsteps, the clamor. And there you are. It says that, The Israelites, they were terrified and cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out here to the desert to die? When God's sending you somewhere, when God's leading you somewhere, it may look bleak. You may think, God, what are you doing? You sent me out here to do this? You've allowed me to get here. You see, God's ways are not our ways. And our ways are not God's ways. God's not sending you out to be slaughtered. Was it because there's no graves in Egypt that you brought us out here in the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. That doesn't sound like a group of folks that want to escape. Let me ask you, do you want to escape? Do you want to get away from things that are behind you and ahead of you, that are closing in on you, 
And you want to get away from things that bind you up. Hundreds of chariots with officers, and you're in between them, and you can lose hope. Why did I leave? Why did I listen to Moses? Last week we talked about your past is in the past. You're not who you were, so be who you are, who God intended you to be. Now this week, crossing your Red Sea. You've heard of the Red Sea now. And you probably know what your Red Sea is or has been. You may have a Red Sea in front of you right now. I know mine. But we left our past in the past and we aren't who we were. When you're facing the Red Sea, I'm telling you, it's ominous and it's difficult. It's an obstacle. The barriers that you face are not too big for God, though. Look what, look what uh, Exodus 14, 13 says. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you'll see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. Don't be afraid. You know when the angels would appear, they say, fear not. Joseph, fear not. Abraham, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. You see, God's fixing to make a move here with the Israelites in Egypt. He wants to make a move with you. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the visitation of God. How God can come in dreams in so many other ways. Fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Scriptures say in Hebrews that I'll never leave you or forsake you. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm. You know, when you're facing an obstacle that looks too big, that's too strong, that's too mighty, that can kill you, your natural inclination is to turn and run. But God is saying to this group of people that have been enslaved, and he's saying it through time to us for whatever enslaves us. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. When you have put on all the armor of God, the scripture says this, to stand. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. You will see your deliverance today. That word deliverance is Yeshua. It stands for salvation. You see, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, don't be afraid. doesn't matter. Stand firm. 
you will see your deliverance today. You don't have to wait any longer. And he says this. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. What's pursuing you? What's been chasing you? What has enslaved you, caught you up, bound you up, tied you up, got you all messed up, and you've kind of broke away? You got away from it. But you can hear it. It's coming. You maybe turned around and saw it coming. You may be stopped in the same place that you got away from it, and there it is. And it's still chasing. It's relentless. Those things that enslave us are relentless. They're evil. And right at the time you think you're getting out of it, there's this obstacle, the Red Sea. Man, I'd rather go back and live like that than have to try to get across this. I'd rather go back here than face what i got to face ahead. And if you do that, instead of face it and cross it, you'll never get through. You'll never make it. You'll always be enslaved. You won't get through. But here's what the scriptures say. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. Your deliverance, your Yeshua, is today. In verse 16, Moses raised his staff. The waters parted at the last moment. At the last moment, as the army was charging, the chariots were clanking. They were probably already seating the arrows they had in their bows. You could hear the clanking of the chariots churning through the desert. The hooves of the horses coming behind you. And at that moment, God confused the Egyptians. And the Israelis went by on dry ground. And in Exodus fourteen twenty seven, it says, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it. And the Lord swept them into the sea and the water flowed back and covered the chariots and the horsemen and the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. The scripture says none of them survived. You see, God wants to get rid of those things that enslave us. Those things that enslave us are sin. And he wants to bury 
your sin. He did with Jesus Christ. Through the death and the burial of Jesus Christ, he buried our sins. And as Jesus arose, our sins did not rise. He came up fresh and new as he wants us to be. These barriers we face are not too big for God. You can put your enemies behind you. Cross the sea. Cross the sea. If you don't cross your Red Sea, the Egyptians, they're going to be there. They're, they're right back here. If you don't cross the sea, it's going to get louder. You're going to be filled with fear. You're going to doubt. You're going to miss your deliverance. Cross the sea. Cross the sea. And if you don't, you'll see the same sea in front of you time after time after time. This walk of faith that we have is a walk, a step at a time. Are you ready to cross your Red Sea? Sometimes we need to say or do things over and over to kind of get them to stick. Pastor Bonnie's got some scripture handouts this week. Just stick them with you. Keep them with you. Pull it open and look at it. You don't have to memorize the scripture word for word. But let it encourage you this week. As you have doubts this week, fears this week, pull it out. Just say, God, what does this mean to me? Don't be afraid. God, I'm afraid. God, I want to run. God's saying, stand firm. He said, you'll see my deliverance today if you do this. And the Egyptians that you see today, you'll never see again. If you have a Red Sea that's in front of you, that you're battling with it, we want to pray for you. We want to set the record straight that through the power of God, whatever it is that confronts you, whatever it is that's coming after you, the power of God is able to overcome that. No matter what you face or how long you faced it, I don't care how many Egyptians are behind you and how many chariots. With God, all things are possible. Cross your sea. And when you think you've done all you can do, stand. Stand. Don't be afraid. See the deliverance of the Lord today. We're going to have some baptisms next week. Some people have given their life to Christ, want to be baptized. I want to give you a couple of weeks notice this week and next week. We'll be doing it next weekend, 2 o'clock next Sunday. If you're here and you haven't given your life to Christ and you need to be baptized, we're, we're going to do that. And if you're here today and you're thinking, man, 
Is that for me? Yes. Yes, it is. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. Your deliverance, your Yeshua, is today. I'm going to pray. I'm going to open up the altars. If you need prayer for salvation, we'll do that. Don't walk out today and think, should that have been me? If you've got a wall of water that's ahead of you and Egyptians are behind you, then today's your day. Dear Lord, I thank you today for your son, Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that no matter what is before us or behind us, that you make a way. Father, help us today for those Egyptians that are after us and following us. Father, today, Father, we want to see them no more. We trust in your word. We trust in the crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. The blood that was spilled on this earth so that we are not responsible for our sin any longer. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got some things for you. Bonnie's got them. Pastor Bonnie's got them to pass out. And uh, we're going to pray. Next week, we're going to have a powerful sermon, powerful message. Don't miss it. God bless you all.
with God.